This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This episode is going to be a part two to the episode that I had a couple of weeks ago called To Build a Successful Business, You Need These Things. I always love when I get to do a business episode because I think on this show, people, you hear me most of the time really getting into the my bag when talking about God and breaking down scripture. And that, that excites me as well. I'm very passionate about communicating the things that God calls me to communicate. But I get really, really excited when I get to talk about business because it's my comfort zone. Many of you guys who don't know, I've been building brands since 2015. I became an entrepreneur. I built my youth program up very quickly. We were after school program. We were recognized in the area. I was voted a, a top 30 under 30 in the DC area. I remember getting invited to the Ciroc house in DC with some of the other people of influence that have been given back to the community and discussing my program there. And so I built this brand very quickly with that program. And it just really just followed um, and translated into everything I built after that, where I built my uh, consulting business after that, and I built that up. It was on its way to being a six-figure company before God told me to shut it down. Uh, but we were able to do that in less than a year. And then here we are with Anchor Media, where we've been able to gross over $330,000 in under two years. And the sky is the limit. I really believe within five years, we will definitely be a million, if not multi-million dollar company within that time frame. My undergrad degree is in PR. 
my master's is in business. I've built not only successful brands that I founded, but I've helped build successful brands as well. And so talking about business is where I thrive. <laughs> it's what I love to do. Um, and I love talking about business, of course, God's way, because that just adds that extra layer of supernatural to what I'm able to do when it comes to my expertise. So when it's me and God together, listen, okay? It's the dream team, baby. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, this is part two to that episode. So in the first part, just a quick recap. I'm not going to reteach. Just go back and listen to the episode. I believe it was 219. I talked about the prerequisites that you need to have a successful business. So I said tunnel vision, perseverance, revelation, and patience are those foundational things for your uh, business that you need. And then I also introduced two focus areas to focus in on to build a successful business. And the first one was positioning. And then the second one was your offerings. And so the next one that I want to bring up to you guys that you need to focus on in order to have a successful business is your process. In order to be successful in business, especially for those of us who wear multiple hats, so you're a wife, a mom, uh, whatever the, the roles and the titles that you hold, in order to achieve total life success, not even just in your business, is you have to be a person of process. You have to be a person of process. Your purpose needs a process. Write that down because a lot of times we focus so heavily on the feel-good aspects of purpose and the impact that we want to make and all of the, the things that God has shown us. And those things are great, but you have to be a person of process because being a purpose of pro person of process, it's a tongue twister, allows you to do two things. One, it allows you to create an efficiency system that you can then duplicate, not just in your business, but in your personal life. So what I, I mean by that is you're able to create a process that allows you to navigate the different hats that you wear so that you can show up to every role and uh, be efficient and effective in everything that you have to do. And then in your business, having a process allows you to be able to clock in and get straight to work without having to figure anything out. So that saves you time and that saves you money because that then allows you to put that time that you're spending organizing things every day into actually doing the things. When you have a clear process in your business, then that means if you're not working that day, then somebody is able to pick up where you left off and continue. Having a process is also beneficial in your business because and in, in, in this instance, I'm talking about whatever it is you do. So if you are a life coach and you help people overcome trauma in order to achieve peace of mind and joy, having a process to getting that outcome with your clients gives you something, a system that's proprietary to you that people have to pay you for. And that makes your marketing easier because all you have to do is present the problem Present your process, which is your signature solution, and present the result, which is testimonials and things of that nature. So an example of that with how we do things with Anchor Media is we have our profitable podcast system. You guys see that name on the planner. You see it on our website. So this is our system. This is our process that allows podcasts to make impact and income. And we apply that process to every show that comes within our company. So it's easy for us to market without giving away our secret sauce because I'm not telling you the system. I'm just telling you that 
there is a system and that that system works because we have testimonial after testimonial, charting show after charting show, revenue increase after revenue increase for the show host. Case study after case study. You can go to anchormedia.com and see all of them. But having a process makes our life easier. It makes my life easier as the expert because when someone comes into our company as a client, we know exactly what to do. I don't have to figure it out every single time. So that gives me more time to spend with my family. That gives me more time to spend by myself. <laughs> that allows me to make more money because then I can focus on things that are going to grow the company as opposed to as opposed to just focusing on things in the business. I'm able to work on the business and, and uh, network more and make more connections and make more deals and things of that nature because I'm not spending all of the time doing the things. The process was already established. So this is how you make sure your business and not just your business, but your total life is successful. You have to be a person of process. And then going back to your company for, uh, for a second, you have to also make sure you have processes in the form of operating procedures. And so I'm not talking to people who want to be a solopreneur for the rest of your life. I'm talking about those who want to be able to hire and delegate. One thing that I've learned, I've gotten now, and you guys have heard me talk a lot about my struggles and the transition to um, being a, a mom now and the entrepreneur and wife and these things, but I've gotten into a really excellent flow now to where my business and every area of my life is thriving. My son is almost one. He's meeting all his milestones. He's He's healthy, he's well, he's smart, he's ready to walk, which I'm not personally ready for. My business is thriving, is doing well, my marriage is flourishing. So I've mastered now this way of, of life or this systemized way of living that allows me to show up and do well in every area that God has called me to. But that was a process that had to be created. And to be honest, that process was birthed out of a lot of the pain and frustration of that transition, but a process was created nonetheless. And a part of that is delegating. A part of the way that you're going to be able to wear all of the hats that you wear, that you're going to be able to have that successful business, have that successful family, have that successful whatever the hat may be for you, is you have to have, you have to delegate. You cannot do it all. You cannot do everything yourself. You're going to have to delegate. And in order to efficiently delegate, because the reason why a lot of us don't is because we don't trust we don't trust people to be able to give things away. And to address that for a second, it's easy to give something away when you're giving away the task with your process. So if you want somebody that's going to do things the same level of excellence or integrity, not necessarily integrity, but the same level of excellence or skill that you do it is outline the process for them. So now all they got to do is step one, step two, step three, step four. If this, then that, whatever framework you have outlined to get something done with the quality that you want it done, outline it. Now you can not only delegate, but you can delegate with confidence because a process has been laid out. This episode is brought to you by Ritual. I think we all know the importance now of putting the right things into our bodies and taking our vitamins and all of that good stuff. But what I didn't realize is that all vitamins are not created equally. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something like a vitamin that we take every day. 
Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients and bioavailable forms that your body can actually use. What you won't find in these vitamins are sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed release capsule designs makes taking your vitamins easy. I'm a new mom, as you guys know, so I love that Ritual also has vitamins for prenatal as well as postnatal vitamins that gives moms the things that they need even after the baby is born. I even have confidence that the vitamins are giving my body what it needs because of the delayed release, no nausea capsule design, scientists and nutritionists recommend it, and it has nine nutrients and ingredients to help fill the gaps in my diet. Now available for men, women, and teens, Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping, always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription at any time. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund you your first order. Get nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash blessed to start your ritual today. Let's get back to the show. And if you can't show up in your business, who's going to do the work? You know, I, I think when it comes to entrepreneurship, we, a lot of experts have failed because we are talking so much about income. We're talking a lot about um, influence. We're talking a lot about mindset, but we're not talking enough about process. We talk a lot about purpose, but we're not talking enough about process. Process is needed for your purpose. One thing I realized or a time that I realized recently how effective or how important having a process is in January, things were really like all over the place, kind of like my um my son, like a, a monkey wrench was thrown pretty much where my son originally was going to my mom and my grandmother's house to, uh, for them to watch him during the day. And I was going back to work and that's how things were. But my grandmother ended up like hurting her shoulder. And so they couldn't watch him anymore. And so now I was home with the baby all day. And at that time he was what, like maybe six months or so. And so he's young. He needs undivided attention. He was just now trying to crawl and stuff like that. So he was getting mobile. He needed undivided attention. So I couldn't be in my business uh, as heavily as I usually am. I'm the type where I work the best when I'm able to lock in. If you give me some privacy and some Wi-Fi, sis is going to make some things happen. (laughs) If you leave me alone and give me my computer, That's really all I need. I'm the type of person who has to be focused and I'm the most effective when I'm focused. And so having that disruption, so to speak, with to my focus by having to now not focus on work, but focus on the baby, I was not working in my business a lot. And what's so crazy is we still ended the month close to $20,000 and I barely worked. And I was like, I had a revenue meeting with my husband, who's our CFO. And he was like, yeah, so this is, this is uh, what the income was. This is where it came from. And he just breaks down where the money is coming from, expenses, all of these things. And so I was like, oh, dang, I didn't even know. Because, I mean, I hadn't been working. But it's because there was a process. Even recently, I've had back-to-back family emergencies. I had to 
uh, go to Atlanta for a funeral. My uncle died. My mom had to get surgery. I had to drop everything to be there for her. But my business never stopped because we had a process. There are things, we have operating procedures to where my team knows what they need to do on a day-to-day -day basis. If I need to delegate something real quick, somebody can pick that up and the business can continue to operate and move forward whether I'm working in it or not. So having that process give you gives you a level of comfortability for life to happen. It, it allows your business to be a, a machine that can operate with or without you. In order for a machine to operate, it has to be programmed. And you program something by giving it rules and regulations to operate by. You program something by giving it code, by giving it a process, by giving it procedures. And creating these operating procedures or whatever the process is, it really doesn't have to be hard. One, the, the way I was able to come up with my efficiency system that I'm, I'm going to be talking about is, is a big part of my book um, and a big part of where I'm going with the Tatum Tamiya brand because I have Anchor Media, that's my business. I have the podcast, that's a brand. It's the podcast, but I have my brand as well. And so where I'm going with that, a lot of this is going to be included. And so I'll tell you about that system when um, the time comes but uh, the way I've been able to build out this system to where I my business can operate smoothly my household can run smoothly I cannot be losing it like I was at one point is by having these weekly check-ins and I told you guys this on the show before where I would check in to check in with myself and be like you know what what's working and what's not so going back to total life for for a second if you feel like something is off in your process or that or you don't have a process or you're trying to figure out where to start to create that process is take a step back to evaluate and introspect a bit to see what's working and what's not the things that are working, add that to your process. If waking up before your family and knocking off some tasks then, or waking up before your family and just praying and drinking your coffee and taking a second to gather yourself, if that is working, make that a part of your process. If delegating as much as possible is working, so having a cook, having a cleaner, um, having a nanny, having all of these things that you delegate household tasks is working and you can maintain that, have that a part of your process. That's a part of mine. Our, our nanny takes a lot off of me. My son is in at home, comfortable. I could check in on him at any time of day. The way that our process works as far as her role is we have an app where she updates when he eats, when he sleeps, when she changes a diaper, when he has a bottle, what activities they do. So at any point in time, I get notifications on my phone all day of what's going on at home. I know exactly what's happening. My husband is at home teleworking still. So he's there, you know, if necessary, I have cameras in my home. So if any time I need to, I just want to see his face, I can do that. And she sends pictures throughout the day. So that works for us. And then I can also focus in when I come to the office or I could stay home if I want to, but I'm still able to work and know that delegating that eight hour shift, so to speak, for childcare, that works for us. That's a part of my process. Delegating, having a cleaning lady come in and deep clean the house, that is a part of the process to make sure that I'm able to do the things that I need to do. So those were things for me that was working. So we're going to continue those things. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite. If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you that running a business is tough. 
but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary. Don't let QuickBooks or spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information that you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the age-old software that you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com blessed. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com blessed. Let's get back to the show. What wasn't working I was writing those things down, me being overwhelmed that like I, what I realized, and I'm not going to reteach old episodes, but I was out of position. So I realized what wasn't working was the way I was incorporating God in my day-to-day life. Like the way that my study time felt rushed or the way that my prayer time felt rushed where I really wasn't, um, locking into him the way that I need to, to get filled up the way that I need to for the day. So I wrote that down. And so I had to switch some stuff up. I wasn't making time for myself. And so in the bonus episode this week, I talked about how I wrote down a list of things that make me happy. That worked. That's a part of my process to where when I need me time, I go pick something off that list. So instead of I generally work from like 830 to 435, those are my work hours. That is a part of my process. I have a set work schedule. I basically work a nine to five when it comes to my company. And those are that's the time time frame that I'm willing to commit to my company every day. Now that's not to say that sometimes I don't work late. Sometimes I don't work on the weekends. If it's if it has to happen, it will. But that's not an everyday thing. An everyday thing is I work a regular nine to five when it comes to my company. So that outside of those times. I can spend with my husband. I can spend with myself. I can go for a walk before going home. I can watch one of my favorite shows. I love to watch like TV shows. So I watch Married at First Sight and eat some food and laugh at them crazy people on there or whatever and have my Tatum time, as I say. So again, a part of creating that process for your total life is figuring out what works and what doesn't. Find solutions for the things that are not working and then incorporate the things that are working into that process. When it comes to creating those operating procedures in your business, it's not something that happens overnight and it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be hard. So if you're doing a task that you do every day in your business that can be delegated, you can just hit screen record. If you have like a Mac, open up QuickTime, hit screen record while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, and boom, you have a tutorial. (laughs) You didn't allocate any extra time to create that um, operating procedure. But it's now, it's a tutorial video and you can maybe go back later and add voiceover to it or you can, when you're delegating it out, you can um, give it to whoever your uh, employee is and explain it to them. But it's as simple as that. One thing that I have my team do is I say, whenever y'all are doing something, document it. Document how you do everything. So if I need to pick up, if you're off 
and there's no one else to pick up what you're doing, we should easily be able to do it because there's a process already established. I cannot emphasize to you guys enough the importance of process. Like we really spent a long time on that, but I cannot emphasize that enough. The next area of your business that you should focus on is your profit. We talk a lot when it comes to income and entrepreneurship. We talk a lot about the gross, which is the big number, but we need to talk about the net too. We need to talk about not just how much money we make, but how much money we keep. The Bible even tells us to count the cost. So when you have all of these ideas, and a lot of you guys, you ask a question like, Tatum, I have all of these ideas, but I don't know where which one to start with. Start with the most profitable one, profitable one, excuse me. One of the reasons I don't like to do physical products too often is because they're costly. And I have to pay before I get paid. <laughs> so let's take our planners, for example. I had to pay to get them designed. I had to spend the time creating it. I had to uh, pay, not only paying for them to get designed, I have to pay for them to be produced. I have to pay for them to be shipped. Those planners cost me maybe like six, $7,000. And that's before I sold one. I didn't even put them on pre-sale until they were on their way to me because I don't like to play with people like that. I'm not going to make you fund my product. I'm going to fund my product. And then I'll make my money after I sell them. But that's an expensive thing to do. And so we decided to do it because we had the means to do it. And it's an excellent product. It's something that is pretty revolutionary. No one else has a podcast planner. And this planner is actually a hybrid between a workbook and a planner because you need a lot more than just writing some dates down to have a successful show. And so we cover those things. But it took, it cost a lot in time and money. And so if I didn't have the resources to be able to produce something at the caliber that we like to do things at Anchor Media, then I wouldn't have done them. Even taking an idea for merch, right? We could have been did merch. But we didn't do the God is my CEO shop until two things happened. One, we secured the trademark for the name. And two, we needed to have um, a drop shipping system. So when you guys are ordering your um, merch, your mugs, your shirts and things like that, we're not shipping those out. We use a third party um, drop shipper. And so pretty much it's passive income for us because it costs too much in time and money to order the shirts to come to the office, for us to package them, for us to have a staff member that's going to be allocated to do that. It costs too much to where it's more profitable for us to do it this way. So you folk, we get so ahead of ourselves sometimes, I believe in business where we want to rush to do things and put things out that we don't take the time to count the cost. I remember not too long ago, it was my friend Tish sent me this Instagram page of someone who had a product-based business and they were, um, they did a few lives where they were just so overwhelmed because they had all of these sales, but they were losing money. So they were making, making all of this money and gross, but they were losing it because they weren't profitable. They didn't price their things appropriately. They were putting putting everything for sale and having all of these deals, Black Friday, President's Day, Valentine's Day, all of these holidays, they were having these sales, but they couldn't afford them. And these are things that you have to do before you put the thing out. You, What do you want to make off of whatever it is that you're creating, product or service, digital or physical? How much do you want to make? That is, and do you have room for a sale? So if you do want to put something on sale, 
is are you going to have room for that in your pricing? So if the shirt costs you $10 to make, you're selling it for $15. You put it on sale to where they get $5 off. You're not making any money. And then when it comes to shipping, you're losing even more money. Now you're actually losing money because of the, the shipping costs not factoring that in, not factoring in the box or the bag um, that the shirt is going to go in, not factoring in the gas that it's going to take for you to drive to the post office if you do that. So we, we have to focus on profitability. One thing that we do in Anchor Media is my husband and I, again, he's the CFO and, and the CEO, COO of the company, we meet um, weekly and he goes over like, okay, um, this is how much we made, this is where the expenses were. So one of the things we talked about in our most re recent meeting was at the end of last year, we put a lot of money into uh, vendors. So he was like, look, you spent a lot of money on vendors. So lawyers, trademarking my book title, stuff like that. So spending money on lawyers for that, spending money on um, the designing of the planner, spending money on the production of the planner, spending, we spent a lot of money on different things. And so now looking at uh, moving forward, we were like, okay, that was a lot in fourth quarter of spending. These were one-time costs, but we need to focus heavily in Q1 and Q2 on things that have low overhead. So digital sales are always a priority for us. Putting projects on the table that were gonna cost us more money. So there's a couple other things that I wanted to do, but I had to spend more money with vendors to get things designed and all of that. So we're like, okay, let's put a pause on that and let's push, let's push that back till later because we spent a lot of money. So let's focus on selling the things that we spent money on for one, so that we can get our profit from it. And two, think creating and selling things that are low overhead, like our courses and things of that nature, so that we can focus now on digital sales so that when it is time to do the things that have vendor fees where I got to get stuff designed and all of that, we have that extra money for it. So again, your profit is an area that you should focus on. You don't want to just make the six to seven to eight figures. You want to keep them Jones too. You know, in my PG voice, you want to keep them Jones. Like, I don't want to just say, oh, we made um, a multi, we have a multi six figure company. I want to see that in my bank account as well, right? So that's my next goal, not just to make the six and second seven figures, but I want my salary to be able, or my cut as the owner to be six and seven figures. So whenever you're creating something, you guys focus on the profit, pay attention to your numbers. Don't be afraid of money. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to look at it. Don't be afraid to make it work for you. Don't be afraid of anything when it comes to money. Scared money don't make no money, okay? <laughs> but again, your profitability in your business is a huge area of focus. And the last area I want to cover to focus on uh, for your successful business is the people. And when I say people, I mean externally and internally. Don't Focus so much on your profit, your products, your services, where you forget about the people. Really focus and prioritize the transformation of your consumer and giving them value. The sweet spot of offering anything in business is being in a space of shared value. That's where you make your business goals align with the needs of your customers. You guys should take it personally to see your consumer reach your desired outcome. One, because 
what is the point of having these businesses if we're not going to really make change or impact, right? And then also word of mouth marketing is still and will always be the number one form of marketing. And when people love something and they were truly transformed by it, they care about it. And it, and they, they talk about it, I mean. And so it'll make your job easier as the business owner when you create something worth talking about and not worth talking about in the sense of like gossiping or how fly you are and you, 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 but worth talking about to where you've impacted people's lives. This show has gotten to where it's gotten off of word of mouth. Speaking of, leave us a review, y'all. <laughs> Post this on your grams. But I don't even have to say that every episode. It's word of mouth because we're, I am highly invested in the transformation of people who listen to this show. I am highly invested in the transformation of the podcast that come to us. I am very much so invested in that to the point where I go above and beyond most of the time what I have to do. Because if I see an opportunity to help, I'm going to take it. Because it all goes back to the greater mission and for my business, which is to fill the airways with good news. So if I can take somebody who has a message from God, who is a woman or a man of God, and they have something of value to give to the world, and I can add my expertise to that and help get their voice to the masses and help them get wealthy off of what God is doing in them, what? That is an honor and a privilege. So don't, so value your people. I think Something that's really popular right now on um, social media is shame marketing, which drives me nuts to where it's like the reason you not successful yet is because you ain't did this. Y'all need to get my book because that book will actually get you where you trying to go. Like that is so disgusting to me. Like, oh, y'all need to buy this because it ain't it ain't going back on sale again. Y'all don't want to hear nothing when y'all ain't buy this and it's out of stock. Like what? What? Why? Why? Are we bullying people into purchasing? And do you not value what you have to offer enough or your consumer enough to actually show them why it's going to be beneficial? We just going to bully people into their checkbook. Like, I, I can't stand that. It's, it's annoying. It's not effective. And it shows a lack of true marketing skill and a lack of true value to what you have to offer if the transformation is not speaking for itself. But I digress. So, so focus on your people and the transformations that you want them to achieve. And that even goes back to when we said your offerings. Your, your, if you're noticing that something that you're offering isn't making the impact that you want it to make, then you can go back and by prioritizing your people and their, their transformations, you can go back and make whatever adjustments need to be made so that your product or service could be a lot more effective. But hold your people, your customers in the regard that they should be held in. And then um, not only in externally, but internally as well. I, I talked about delegating and having a team and process and things like that. Value the people that help push the mission forward. When we had our, our company meeting at the end of 2020, one thing my husband and I really stressed to our team is that you matter to us. I don't care if you're part-time, full-time, no time, all the time, whatever. Like you, you matter to us. Who will we be to put do all of this to impact the masses if we're not impacting those who are within our organization? 
So for me, I serve one thing when people come into Anchor Media, I serve a lot of times in the mentor capacity as well because I care. I care about your well-being. I care about you growing professionally. I want to know what your goals are. You know, so how can I invest in you? How can I impact in you? One my assistant face, she has a something coming up for her nonprofit and she asked if I could speak on her behalf. Absolutely. Absolutely. Say less. Send me a calendar invite and I'm there. You know, and even um, Kyla, who's our marketing manager, I'm asking her, like, Kate, do you want to, I'm seeing the things that God is doing in her and I'm doing my part to try to pull those things out. So it may not be in a marketing capacity. It may be, hey, can you speak to this group about this? I see what you're doing there. Are you looking for clients in your business? I know you work for us, but you got a company too. You looking for clients? Because people are asking me this and I think I could send them, them your way for your business. So invest in your people. Or even when it comes to their jobs, like what do you need in order to do your job better? And we have those conversations, we have those check-ins because the people inside of our company matter. And so for you guys, even if you're hiring um, people off of, uh, if you're bringing in like contractors and stuff like that, value your people, value your people. God loves people and we should too. We should treat people well, not just the customers, but those that we um, interact with on a day-to-day within our company. And even if you're hiring people and you can't pay them, you know, a lot of us are maybe in different part, phases of our business. So if you're in a phase where you can't bring on somebody where you're paying them every week or every month or whatever, what can you offer them a value? Can you go to a local college and get a marketing student to be your intern in exchange for college credit? That's offering them something of value. And then you can help mentor and mold them as they're growing in their profession. That's something of value and you didn't spend two cents. I know for us, I want to, um, when it came to like when we hired Kyla for our marketing, we had our base pay, but she does a lot of work. And even if I can't increase your uh, base rate, let's create other opportunities for you to get paid more. So I asked them, like, do you want a a certification? Is there education that you want to grow in in your role? We talked about that. We created now with our marketing role, it's it's a base pay as well as commission-based because marketing is the vehicle that drives sales. So we make money as a direct reflection of her efforts in that area. So I'm like, look, we'll also, in addition to your base rate, we'll give you a percentage of all of our digital sales. And so every month she has her usual paycheck as well as a percentage of whatever we made digitally and we're fully transparent, send a full report and the calculations and everything. And so take care of your people. Take care, I I consider it in honor to have people who are invested in what the vision that God has given me and the company that he's given me and these brands that he's given me. So you want to take care of, of your people. Um, and like I said, once you start delegating, you're going to need to bring people in place. So make sure that you are taking care of them so that they can go with, go above and beyond with the same, it probably won't be the same, but with a, a good amount of enthusiasm and pride in what God has you doing. So that's it. Let's do a recap of all five things that you need to focus on in order to have a successful business and total life because we covered that too. Number one, your positioning. Number two, your offerings. Number three, your process. Four, your profit. And five, your people, both internally and externally. That wraps up another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'll talk to you guys next week.